0: I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Well, I have some breaking news about a uh, bill that's halfway through the legislature, and this bill is designed to make it easier to prosecute gun owners throughout New Jersey. I'm going to explain in detail how this works. It's done in a sneaky way. It's promoted, of course, with not mentioning that that's actually what it does, big surprise. And if you don't understand how criminal law works, you might not understand why this does what I'm gonna explain to you. But after I'm done explaining it to you, I'm sure you'll see the light as well. Now, this is uh, something that we have to be very concerned with, and it is why we constantly have to be vigilant especially in New Jersey, as they attempt in multiple ways to disenfranchise us of our Second Amendment rights, turn us into criminals, and make it easier to cost law-abiding citizens their rights and their uh, freedom and uh, destroy their lives using uh, criminal law. It's what New Jersey does. So what we have here uh, is, uh, is a bill That has been put forward, and it's um, you can see it as Senate Bill 3085. What this bill purports to do, and says it in the synopsis, is expands culpability requirements for firearms trafficking offenses and violation of regulatory provisions relating to firearms. What does that mean in English? Let me tell you what it means in English. Expands culpability requirements. Now, what is a culpability requirement? Why is it so important? What does that have to do with anything? Well, you see, folks, culpability requirement is the fundamental element in a criminal prosecution that determines what standard and burden of proof, the prosecutor is going to have to show in terms of your mens rea or, you know, this, your mental state, your mental state. And this is very important. It's critical anytime you deal with a criminal charge. So let me explain further when someone's charged with a criminal charge the standard of culpability is normally set at either purposely so that the criminal act had to have been done purposely or at a lower level than purposely but still requiring intent is knowingly so purposely in New Jersey means a person acts with purpose with respect to the nature of his conduct and as a result thereof it's his conscious object to engage in the conduct okay to cause the result it's 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 a requirement that you hey you meant to do it you did it on purpose I think we can all wrap our heads around that when you commit a crime purposely when you Intentionally commit that crime with purpose. Fair enough. The level below purposely is called knowingly. So you can be convicted, and m- many crimes require the culpability standard of knowingly. So the prosecutor there would have to prove that you acted knowingly with respect to the nature of the conduct. Uh, or with the attendant circumstances that you were aware of your conduct is of that nature and that such circumstances exist or that there's a high probability of the exist. A person acts knowingly with respect to the result of the conduct. If he's aware, that is a practical, practically certain that his conduct will cause such result. Knowing or with knowledge or equivalent terms have the same meaning in the statutes. So normally in criminal we're dealing with purposely or knowingly for the commission of the crime. But here New Jersey is lowering the culpability standard to recklessly. Recklessly. Now recklessly does not require purpose or knowledge. It doesn't require that knowingly Purposely, No, no. Now we're talking recklessly. And recklessly is lesser of a culpability requirement. And what it says is a person acts recklessly with regard to uh, the material element of the offense when he consciously disregards a substantial and unjustifiable risk of the material element That will result from his conduct, okay? So it's a conscious disregard of the risk, and the risk must be of such a nature and degree that considering the nature and purpose of the actor's conduct and the circumstances known to him, its disregard uh, involves a gross deviation from the standard conduct that a reasonable person would observe in the actor's situation. Aha, and recklessness, or with recklessness, or equivalent terms of that same meaning. So that reasonable person is going to be the jury. The jury looking at it after the fact as to whether there was a conscious disregard of a risk that that jury feels was unjustifiable in terms of being reasonable. And now you no longer need to have purposely done it or knowingly done it, and this Yet it just sets that standard lower. And what New Jersey has done is in this bill, they are putting forward in the, what we call the penalty provisions, but it speaks to what happens in terms of violation of the regulatory provisions relating to firearms and false representation in applications. And what it says here is, that any person who knowingly, which was the old standard, okay, and that's still there, or recklessly, now they add recklessly, so they lower that culpability standard. So a person who recklessly violates the regulatory provisions, so that's the administrative code, even uh, state statutes, right? You violate any of the regulatory provisions related to manufacturing or wholesaling of firearms, retailing of firearms. So this affects all gun dealers, right? Permits to purchase firearms. So now it's applies to your permit to purchase and therefore to transfers and not following the law for utilizing those permits. Permits to carry firearms. Now it applies to your carry permits and what's required under your license and licenses to. Uh, obtain uh, machine gun or assault firearm or incendiary or tracer ammo, right? Even that's included. So all the laws regarding these subjects now, if you violate the regulations recklessly, no longer is the culpability standard at that higher knowingly, but rather recklessly, if it's done recklessly, where that where there's an allegation that can be made that there's a conscious, there was a conscious disregard of that risk, that that jury determines that, you can now be prosecuted. So let, let me give you some examples. If you um, allowed, for example, uh, your wife to use your gun in your home, and of course that's not a temporary transfer that's allowed. And you allow that so you could say, hey, you, if you knowingly did that, then you could, there could be an argument that you uh, uh, violated the transfer law. But what if you left it in a way where she accessed it, even though you didn't actually give it to her, but you there conscientiously disregarded the risk that she could access it. Now you can be charged with reckless over that access as well. Or for example, here we are at Christmas and many gun owners don't realize that air guns and BB guns are firearms. And if you let your kid have a BB gun that you ordered from Amazon, which by the way, they'll ship the BB gun to you even though they're really not supposed to under Jersey law. And you thought, hey, it's just a Daisy Red Rider BB gun and your kid has it, next thing you know, there's a problem from that occurring and you allowed it there, you recklessly disregarded that risk and you could face a problem here. What if you're, you leave your gun on your workbench, and somehow it gets accessed by somebody else in your household? Or what if you accidentally, you, you leave it at the range but you should have known, you, you disregarded that risk, you, you left your gun at the range and now somebody is, has accessed it at the range? Or I've seen uh gofus, you know, what we call the gun owner F-ups, and I'll have a good one at the end of the show, as I do every show, where they uh, accidentally leave it on top of the car when they're packing the car and forget that they left it there or it falls out of the vehicle or falls off the tailgate or out of the pickup truck, et cetera. Hey, you know, now you have a reckless conduct charge over... The regulatory provisions by lowering the culpability standard. What if you uh, leave it in the bathroom as a gofu that we've talked about, and now that got act well? You, you know, now you have reckless for the conduct of leaving it in the bathroom in violation of the regulatory provisions. What if you feel like you're going to be a good guy and loan it to a friend? Well, you're not allowed to loan a gun in Jersey, but you didn't realize that, and you loaned it to a friend, and that's Reckless, and it could be knowingly or now reckless because, or your friend thought you gave him permission when you didn't. But uh, something, and then if something happens that's bad in any of these situations, worse than even the act itself of them gaining that firearm, well, now you can be prosecuted there. What if you leave your gun uh, on a wall, you display your firearm on a wall? It's legal to do that. But it can be seen through a window, and therefore someone breaks into your house because they saw the gun in the window, and they take it and cause harm to others. Was that reckless? Was that a reckless disregard of a known risk because you left it in view? And even though it's a third-party thief who's breaking in through your window and stealing that gun, sure, they can argue that now. That was reckless disregard of that risk. And you can now be prosecuted. What if your uh, you know your daughter is out hunting your young daughter's hunting, but you know there's exemption for that allows one under your direct supervision, but somehow she manages not to be under your supervision for some period of time, and something there's an issue, something who knows next thing you know did you consciously disregard that risk that that would happen? I mean, you can just see on and on and on how this can be abused, how it will be utilized, how it will be uh, capitalized upon by the anti-gun New Jersey uh, prosecutors and judiciary, et cetera, and law enforcement as uh, as this agenda is put forward here. And uh it applies even to ammo. I mean, you know, tracer ammo is legal to possess in New Jersey, but it's not legal to shoot in New Jersey. What if you accidentally fired Tracer just by accident? That was legal for you to possess, but you start a fire. Or worse, who knows what? People get injured anything from Tracer. Well, hey, did you uh were you reckless there? Did you disregard a known risk with Tracer because you'll get prosecuted? in this statute. So you can see the scenarios are just endless, endless, where New Jersey can now utilize this lower standard, this lower culpability level, and can uh, attempt to uh, arrest, prosecute, convict, and imprison gun owners at an even higher level than they do now, And then, of course, when those warrants issue for arrest, you get subject to the gun owner gulag, which is the no-cash bail system, where we've discussed that in past shows about how uh, they try to hold you when you're guilty, haven't been proven guilty of anything, hold you pending the adjudication of your matter. It can even be as long as trial, and, and you will not be able to get bail. Uh, New Jersey keeps stacking the deck, stacking the deck against gun owners and the Second Amendment. And here is yet another attempt at that. And yet it doesn't end there, folks, because additionally, they add in another section here. And this is all supposed to be about, quote, trafficking firearms. This is not anything to do with arms trafficking. This is yet another agitprop, another uh, attempt to... Uh, utilize these words like, you know, gun violence, right? You know, it, we all know it's supposed to be criminal violence, but we need to focus it on a gun. So arm, you know, gun trafficking, right? Well, they just want to make any time, any time there's a gun that is transferred, and if it's not done properly, that's gun trafficking. You know, we don't believe in honest mistakes or anything like that. And and And, of course, we need to prosecute fully. And here they want to add a condition even worse to dealers who now run the risk if they sell or transfer or sign or otherwise dispose of firearms and the dealer knew, that's currently the law, if you knew that the person was somehow prohibited, but now they want to add a standard if the dealer should have known. So now they can go and say, well, you didn't know, but you should have known. And they can push a second-degree offense on dealers up to 10 years in state's prison with a minimum mandatory period of incarceration in state's prison. And uh, we're talking about a minimum term uh, here of uh, what the statute says uh, eighteen months, so two years minimum if the dealer knew or should have known uh, that uh, that the person they sell, transfer disposal of firearm was uh, disqualified. So they want to make it even easier to, of course, prosecute a dealer who makes any such sale in some claim of should have known and then wants to go after all the rest of us by lowering the culpability standards here in this bill to now include uh, reckless, which is that conscious disregard standard. It's often thought of really with civil actions where you might have negligence or recklessness in civil. But when you're talking about criminal, talking about imprisonment and the most severe penalties that our society can inflict on a person now they're lowering that especially for gun owners and of course our great association the association of new jersey rifle and pistol clubs is fighting this they have full-time paid lobbyists in trenton they are vigorously trying to see if we can get these things changed, try to stop it. Uh, It was uh, brought to my attention. And it is uh, really critical that their work be supported by you. Without you, how can we fight this? You need to join ANJRPC.org. ANJRPC.org. They have a great newsletter. You'll get the email blasts, the alerts. You need to be part of the solution here, not part of the problem. These are the kind of fights that we deal with all the time in Jersey, and association is at the forefront defending our rights. So please join the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. Additionally, we are so proud to be sponsored by We Shoot. We Shoot is an indoor pistol range in Lakewood, New Jersey. It is a top-of-the-line range. It is my range that I go to. It's where I got my uh, certificate, qualification, and training for my carry. It's where my brother got his, where my son got his. Anybody that I know goes to We Shoot, they love it. They treat everybody like family. It is super friendly, inviting, great place to go. Bring your uh, spouses, your boyfriends, girlfriends, it's a great night out. They have a clean and premier range. They have great guns that you can rent and try. They have excellent training programs, not just for getting carry, but for all types of training that you may wish to improve your skills and your knowledge. And what a great staff. I'm not kidding, great staff, great people. We shoot Lakewood, New Jersey, Right there, so easy to get to right off the parkway, super easy. Monmouth County, Ocean County, anywhere central Jersey there, there's your indoor range. And you know, we have less and less ranges. One of the other ranges nearby there just recently closed to the public. I mean, these ranges are a resource, important resource for us so we can shoot. What good is it if we can't shoot? Give We Shoot your business Check out We Shoot at WeShootUSA.com. And, of course, it is indispensable that you have my book, which is New Jersey Gun Law. It is the Bible of New Jersey Gun Law. It is in its 25th anniversary edition. I'm really proud of it. I know many of you have the book, and many of you told me, That the number one thing you never do with the book is lend it because you'll never get it back. However, with the holidays here, it does make a great gift because whoever you give it to is going to love it. It's 120 question. uh, It's topics, 120 topics, all question and answer, all explained in an easy to read format, so that you can try to stay uh, free in New Jersey and exercise your Second Amendment rights without getting into trouble. It's the resource. It's the go-to resource. You can get your copy at evannappen.com. Go right to my website, evannappen.com. You'll see the big orange book. Click it. You'll have your copy in a matter of days. and You'll be glad you did. And when you get it, scan the front cover, that QR, because that lets you subscribe for free, 100% free, to my subscriber portal where you will get updates Free, you get access to the archive for the free updates. I send out email alerts on all types of topics. As soon as the laws uh, change, court decisions, attorney general opinions, there's gonna be new things coming out shortly, let me tell you that. Important things that you'll wanna know, coming very, very soon. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you're part of that free service that I offer to keep you informed and to keep your book updated. So, look at this. We have an interesting article that I found. And it's not something that we normally um, care about necessarily as gun owners, but it does affect many people that are gun owners. And that's about marijuana. That's right, marijuana that is now, of course, legal in New Jersey by way of New Jersey law, but not legal under federal law. So that makes New Jersey one of the largest drug dealers in America. How nice. But look, I don't care about that topic. That's neither here nor there. What I do care about is how it affects gun rights and gun owners. And the federal law still has that prohibition, that prohibition that says you can't be a user of marijuana, and have a gun or get a gun. Now interestingly, Hunter Biden is challenging his gun charges, raising the constitutionality of that very law. So I uh, I honestly hope Hunter Biden wins. I hope he uh, kills the gun law. Nothing's better than killing a gun law than when you're Hunter Biden and all your father does is promote gun laws. But uh, regardless of whether he's successful, I did find out something interesting that I want to share with you, although I did coin the term bang or bong, you can't have both, and that still applies today, even in New Jersey, where marijuana is legal. I found an interesting article in a uh, website called Marijuana Movement, and it was very well written, extremely well written, a fellow named Kyle Jagar. And what it says, and it pointed out something really fascinating, is that Medical marijuana growers and caregivers um, are not prohibited under the banger bong rule. Yeah. So if you have a weed card in New Jersey, medical marijuana card, that is prima facie bans you federally. They say, hey, you have a weed card, forget it. You can't have a gun because you're a user. But if you have a caregiver, if you're a caregiver, you can under this memo that they uncovered from the FBI that caregivers should not be prohibited uh, from because they're not users. And also growers, growers can't be because they're not necessarily users. So you can grow it and you can uh, give it to others. But if you use it yourself, well, then you are prohibited under federal law, you see. And so you can check that ar- article out um, you, you It goes into pretty clear explanations. It's pretty well written, and I give it credit, and it's about you know makes it clear that unlawful users you know are prohibited, and now the user card the feds view that prima facie as a problem. Um, but uh, additionally, if you've had a marijuana conviction. Within the last 12 months, they view that as making you a user. And if you've given up your card, your weed card, then you're going to have to let a year go by from giving it up to not have that act anymore as a disqualifier, going to what may be a, a user. But apparently caregivers, growers, and providers, they're not prohibited. They're not prohibited under the federal prohibition. So that is an interesting distinction. Um, So if you're a caregiver, a grower, or provider for another party, you would not be disqualified unless they can establish use, and that's what the FBI says in this memo. Uh, Beware, certain other things can still jam you up with marijuana, like arrests for drug paraphernalia, although that's not automatic if you have drug paraphernalia, but if they can demonstrate uh, use from that, then that could jam you up and you could lose your, your gun rights as well. If a drug-sniffing dog has tapped you as uh, possibly having a controlled dangerous substance, the fact that you got a hit by a dog doesn't necessarily mean that you're out of it. But if they catch you and uh, the dog you know, actually found marijuana, then, of course, um, that can be a problem. Uh, so all this is out of this 2019 memo that they uh, point out. Now, there's been developments in the uh, banger bong, you can't have both world That includes um, the U.S. District Court in the Western District of Oklahoma recently ruled that, um, that ban prohibiting people who use marijuana from possessing firearms is unconstitutional. Also, the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Texas, a judge ruled that Uh, in April. Matter of fact, banning people who use marijuana from possessing guns is unconstitutional. And uh, it also, that judge expanded it to the sale and transfer of guns. And guess who that's going to help out? Yep. Good old Hunter Biden right there. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to utilize that at least as some legal precedent to help argue his way. So there is progress on expansion of gun rights. The feds apparently need to get with the program here and remove the gun disqualifier. But as much as the left loves marijuana, they hate guns. So this is a tough one for them to wrap their head around. But I'll tell you what, you marijuana lefties, I'm willing to trade it off. I'm willing to trade it off. Restore the gun rights and have your weed. Just don't let it affect gun rights. Maybe you feel the same way. Maybe you don't. But this is an ongoing issue, especially in a state that has legalized marijuana, like New Jersey. Now, I've got some great letters that have come in, and here's one of them right now. I love getting the Ask Evan letters. This one is from Dean. And Dean says that he is a uh, U.S. Law Shield member and a lifetime NRA and NJ2AAS and AJRPC. Great. I'm really glad he's a member. He's doing his part, he's joining these organizations, and he's out there helping to make a difference. And he has a question. He says So, if you have a significant other and you're, you're not married, and you visit their home, which is not your residence, and stay overnight, he's wondering about two scenarios. Number one, they give you permission to bring your firearm into their home, you know, your handgun. Or B, what if they don't give you permission to bring the firearm into your home? So, what we're dealing with here is a sensitive place prohibition on private property. Now, if you recall, that sensitive place prohibition, is divided. If the property, the private property, is open to the public, then you do not need permission. Okay, if it's open to the public. But if it's not open to the public, then you do need permission. So here, visiting his significant other's home and even staying overnight, arguably, he needs permission. So in the first scenario, he says they give you permission. All right. So you now have permission, and the question is, can it be stored bedside, assuming no young children when you stay over? So can you store it next to your bed in another person's home that has given you permission to to come into the home to carry your gun? And here's where you're gonna run into some complications, because you're allowed to carry your gun in New Jersey concealed in a holster on your person. Now, unless you're going to sleep next to this person with your gun concealed on your person and concealed, then you're no longer going to be concealing it on your person on the private property. And Now what has to take place is, is there an exemption that allows you for possession in some other person's home if you're not carrying it under the, mandate of New Jersey's crazy carry law that requires you to have a case unloaded on your person. And the problem is there isn't, there isn't an exemption that allows you to do that. So being that this is a sensitive place, arguably private property, and even though you have permission, you're going to have to resort to the locking it up and securing it standards for your vehicle. And even though you're at the house and have permission to be there, if you're going to sleep over, if you're going to not have it concealed on your person anymore, then you better lock it up and secure it in your vehicle properly as you do on any other property of a sensitive place. He says, Can you store it in a small lockbox or safe or in a drawer? And that's not exemption for sensitive place. That's. Exemption that uh, only applies in terms of transportation. It applies in terms of sensitive place. Not going to fly here with this, not your house, not your home. Now, knowing you would have to lock it up in such a way if they're young children so they can't access it, but that's not going to get you out from under here if you're outside the parameters of what the carry permit, carry killer law says so be careful be very aware of this distinction and then he asks are there any distinctions about being loaded or unloaded and there isn't because of the carry it's not distinguished now when you secure it it does need to be unloaded in that container you want to have it locked and out of view in your car, it has to be unloaded, but having it unloaded in the house isn't going to change your ability to have it possessed in the house. You're just not going to have the ability to do it because there is no exemption in the law and sensitive place law isn't going to apply. And then he says, well, uh, similar question based on leaving it in the locked vehicle either overnight or there or such and I said that's the only way because that puts you squarely within the sensitive place requirement for parking, etc., and being there. And then he says, what if one should leave the property? Well, if you leave the property, then you can resume your carry concealed and carry within the parameters of your permit. Once you leave the property, you're allowed to unload and put it back and carry it loaded, and then you can protect yourself and your significant other. So good question, and it does show you how bizarre the circumstances can get And how treacherous it can be trying to navigate New Jersey's insane matrix. Thanks for a great question. And I have another one in a similar vein, but yet a different scenario. And this is from Woody. And Woody says, Evan, thanks for all you do for all of us on a daily basis. I work in a hospital environment. at times I have to park in or about the hospital parking lot. According to NJSA 2C 584.6C, I believe I'm able to carry it into the parking lot, unload, and properly store my farm locked in storage in my car and go about my business. Can you verify this? And the answer is yes. That's exactly what you do. Because the hospital is a sensitive place, you have to secure it, as we've discussed many times in the way that you pointed out, Woody. And by securing it in that manner, you are not in violation of the New Jersey Carry Sensitive Place Gun Law. Now, there may be issues if your employer doesn't want you having guns on the property, then you have that conflict, but that's not one based on law. That's one based on your employee-employer relationship and such, so uh, you know, different story, but the way you've laid out the scenario, uh, Woody, you're doing the right thing by securing it in that manner hey what's the gofu what's the gofu of the week that we all want to know and I'm gonna tell you the gofu because I've been seeing it in the practice and we keep seeing it over and over again folks New Jersey requires you to carry concealed we don't allow open carry unless you're providing security and you have written permission from the person responsible to, for the security of the place, or you carry open in your Sora, et cetera, doing that. Short of that, you can't carry open. And if you don't cover your gun, if it's not concealed, you're going to get in trouble. And it's a GoFu. It's a gun on our F up. And unfortunately, it's been biting people in the behind. And I've been seeing case after case. You take your jacket off and you forget to put it on, and you throw it over your your wrist, or your arm, or your shoulder, you're carrying it with your hand, and it shows your gun, you're now open carry. You know, you don't put your jacket on before you leave the bathroom private stall, right? And you are uh, in violation, right? You cannot forget to keep your gun covered. You name the scenario, but not having your gun covered, I'm seeing more and more charges of individuals being charged with unjustifiable display. That's the fourth degree felony level offense, up to eighteen months in state's prison for your failure to carry it concealed. Concealed on your person. So please folks, don't do a gofu and forget to cover your gun. This is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a CounterThink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. us by emailing Evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.